Love Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I'm coming online to invite you to, basically, I'm glad you're here, to join me for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, here at Precious Predicaments, I address a variety of topics, whether it has to do with relationships, whether it has to do with um, resources, information regarding mental health, regarding things that you're dealing with in your day-to-day life. Because we know that each situation is precious. And when we talk about a predicament, a predicament could be a situation that we got ourselves into, either knowingly or unknowingly, which brings us to today's topic. Today's topic is entitled Unsafe to Love. Now, what makes a situation or a relationship unsafe? It could be a variety of different things. When we talk about love, we say love is kind. Love shouldn't be that complicated. But what is the difference between I love you versus I'm in love with you? And how do you even know if you are truly in love with a person? Now, I want to go over some of the things that I put on my Facebook today because, I mean, I'm going to tell you to my brain, not to my heart, as I'm putting this up, and I know I'll be waiting until the last minute to do things. And I do have a listener that's online that I'm going to log in in a few minutes. So give me a minute so we can talk about this. But I posted something that I thought was really, really interesting when we talk about these things because a lot of times I've heard individuals say, well, I love them. I'm in love. But yet, are you safe? Is this individual emotionally stable? Are they financially stable? Do they have unhealthy habits? Are they traumatized? Are they institutionalized? It could be a lot of different things. And how we handle the situation can be very important because handling difficult situations can be very stressing. And it can be hard for an individual, and it can leave one with fears, doubts about what one perceives as even love. So let me log on this caller because I know they were on even before I was on. So let me log them in. Hi, this is Jeanette Abney. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? Oh, hi. I'm fine. My name's Lisa. Lisa, thank you for joining in on the show. I said you're fine then before I did. But thank you very much. Now, what was it about this topic that kind of caught your interest? Unsafe. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's real interesting because I was going to go out for a power walk, run, whatever, and then do some weights. I thought I wanted to get on this call and then um, go a little later. Um, I've been thinking a lot been in some situations where um, lately I've been in contact with people, um, like groups more forming relationships, and a lot of them I just, like not a lot, but some I just didn't feel good about, so I'm like I'm not going to probably go back to that. Um, and I think mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with, for me, I have very few relationships because, um, number one, I probably am a loner too much. But beyond that, I do mm-hmm. like being with people, but more in a setting like, you know, like tonight I'm going to where we discuss movies together as a group or a book discussion group where it doesn't get, like, real personal. I find that mm-hmm. when I put a lot of trust in people, I had, like, really bad things happen, you know, chose the wrong people that mm-hmm. weren't stable or just wasn't right for me. And, you know, I became very mm-hmm. sensitive from that. But then I just decided after all those years of trying that I'm just going to try to be my best friend. I have a cat. I love her. But, you know, at least I have some company, right? I'm not alone, completely alone, because really you can't be completely alone in life. So I do think that that does help. Um, but I, I, I want to have relationships, but I'm not willing ever to go again, back to those kind of relationships that are unequal, Mm -hmm. that people don't make you feel good. If I don't feel good, I don't want to be around them. It really affects me. And that's what I found. That's what made me want to be on the call today because I was thinking that, you know, I got to the point where I don't, I'm not attracted anymore because I don't like allow myself into those kind of like detrimental relationships. And I'm just like, at Mm -hmm. this point in my life, I'm older and I don't have the time or the energy for that. But in terms of just other kind of relationships, like groups, like there's, 
like a Zoom group that I was on the call with and for many, many weeks. Mm -hmm. But I felt like when I was younger on this group, like where I was like not being listened to, like my family not being appreciated, not being feeling good. And so I decided, you know, I've gone to this group a few times and I'll go a little bit more maybe once a month, but I'll keep on this like group list because I learn things from them. But like don't go if it doesn't make you feel good because I get so affected now by these kind of relationships mm-hmm. because I've had them and they've turned out bad and I just don't have time for that and it doesn't make me feel good about myself. I'd rather be by myself than be around people that are crazy <laughs> or that I just don't have anything in common with and that there are a lot of crazy people now and I would rather just keep to myself or have some people if it's nice to be around but, you know, just be careful with that. So. Um, you know, like tonight I have a group I'm with. So I have a group mm-hmm. I'm with tonight on the phone, and that's going to be just a nice group where we're discussing things and you smile and you're with people. I mean, I don't want to be a loner, but I have decided that, you know, I have to make it work for me, like not don't get, like, talking to people that, you know, you don't even know that me, you don't even know, me, you know, if you want to be around them. Got you. Let me say this. This is something that I'm picking up from you. One of the things that I'm picking up from you is safety comes in numbers. If I'm in a group, I'm not alone. If I'm in a group, I feel safe because hopefully someone in this group can protect me from whatever it is to come my way. And that's what I'm picking up to where sometimes we start talking about love, and love can be a beautiful thing, and love is also something that can be complex because it can be viewed as a feeling, it can be viewed as an emotion or it can be viewed as an action based on the way another person show you things. Now, and I wrote when I was putting this topic together, and I said, it has been said that but, everyone wants to be loved. Now, we'll say that we want to be loved, but then but, yet, but everybody, But everybody has different needs with the love. Let me just interject for there one you second. Go. For there some you people, there you go. it might be part of a group that I feel loved. Not that I need protection. No, I don't feel protected in a group. Mm-hmm. But it's more like I feel like the love of the group, if it's like a nice group to be mm-hmm. around. Like that, like, meets my needs. So I think everybody has different mm-hmm. needs at different points in your life. And I don't feel Correct. like it's worth it to me unless I met, I wouldn't say no to it, but if you meet someone special and they're healthy and you can develop the relationship, then that would be good. But otherwise, I'm not willing to go the other way. And I was thinking, is there something wrong with me? But there really isn't, you know. There really no, isn't. Not. That's it's just not. who I am. You, you said something real important. And what you said was in regards to them being healthy. A lot of times what has happened when we're talking about being unsafe, we talk about teenagers. Teenagers take risks. Young adults take risks. So what happens is we take risks when it comes to love because we will meet a person, entertain situations to where the person may not be emotionally stable. The person may have come from a place of hurt and pain and maybe carrying unresolved trauma or may not be in a financial position to do some of the things that they may want to do. And we, we that's basically what I'm talking about today. How do you avoid those pitfalls of knowing if you blindly or you, you get into a relationship with a person and they're married or they're emotionally unavailable because of work? Those are some of the things where you might not be safe where if you put all your eggs in one basket, there's no telling what may happen. And we know that being in love can be a different process for people. And I indicated, however, when dating or getting married, how would you know if an individual, and it don't even have to be them, it could be you. You could be the one to be unsafe, meaning we can go into things with our fears. We can go into things blindly. We can, it could be, you know, it could be a lot of different things. But how can one be unsafe, or how can one be unsafe if they cannot commit, or let's say they they can't commit, if they have unhealthy habits, if they are emotionally unstable, carrying baggage, unhealed trauma. So those are some of the things that we're going to be talking about today when we're talking about being unsafe. Now, I found a lot right. of information. When we talk about, and as you indicated, you're older now, we've matured. I tell individuals, things I did in my 20s, when I was a teenager, I had a lot of boyfriends that I should have been like, "Mm mm-mm. Not saying that I was sexually active with these young men, 
but they were involved and they played a part in my life. But I would entertain toxic, unhealthy, traumatized, institutionalized individuals, but I didn't realize that I cannot help this person. So if this person was to fall in love with me, it may have been unsafe for me because I shouldn't have been entertaining that in the first place. And that's where we get caught up. It's like a parent telling a person or a parent will pick and choose your friends. Sometimes they may not even always choose the right friends for you either. But those are some of the things that we're talking about. We got people, school's going to be starting again. Kids are going to be going back to high school. A lot of people want to fit in. A lot of individuals are looking for not only love but also acceptance. They want to be a part of something. Those are some of the things that we're talking about. So we can reduce the fears, reduce the doubts of how we perceive love, see individuals. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. And I think I, I think that the signs of like not feeling good, like I said, not feeling accepted, uh, not getting your needs met. You know, you know all these things as you get older. Those are signs that there's mm-hmm. a healthy relationship. Signs that are healthy are you feel loved, you feel heard, you feel good around that person. You know, you just, you go with those feelings. They're there for you. You're there for them. There's equality. Not always sometimes one person gives, the other one gives more. I mean, it just changes, you know, over time. It's not like it's tick for tack, but there's more like um, give, and, give and get, and there's just, you know, there's there's good positive feelings. But if you mm-hmm. attract the wrong people, um, and you realize that over time, you know, just you get to a point, at least I did, where I, I you know, I, I can't, I just can't be in that anymore. So I feel really good mm-hmm. about that. Now, in terms of getting a good relationship, you know, with people, I would like that more. I feel like I have some, but I'd like to attract more of it. But if not, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? You know, just kind of enjoy right. myself each day. You I know, guess. you ask the question, what am I going to do? You keep living. You keep enjoying you. You figure out your needs from your wants. I remember I was in my probably mid-30s where a young man told me, and he said, you know, you, your mother, and your sisters, the men that you guys date, and I never paid it any attention because we dated, I dated what was familiar to me. Now that I'm in my 50s, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I should be going up. Uh, I know I'm more wiser than I was when I was in my 20s. Now, I'm looking at an article, and I want to share this article with the listeners, and it calls, uh, the person that does this is called She Blossom. And she wrote an article, and it's dated March the 19th of 2020, 10 Reasons Why You Keep Choosing Unsafe Relationships. She indicates that safe relationships are built on honesty, acceptance, love, and healthy ways of being. Lord, I can go back to middle school and think of the lies that I was told in middle school. So if people come into the relationship not being honest, how are you going to maintain this relationship? Because my mother used to say one lie leads to another lie leads to another lie. So if an individual is already starting with being dishonest, that's going to be a problem. Or when you look at this relationship and it's because it's built on acceptance, and love and healthy ways, we want to be safe with individuals. But for some reason, some individuals may continue to choose situations and relationships that are unsafe. And this is what they say. They talk about what is an unsafe relationship. In an unsafe relationship, you can't express yourself authentically. And the reason you may not be able to express yourself authentically is you may feel like you want eggshells, you may feel something in your past, people may not accept you, or you may feel that you're not being heard or being respected. Those are some of the things that happen, but you can't be honest with yourself about how you truly feel. And sometimes in a safe relationship, your partner may not even be interested in communicating with you. Where you may be with a person where you can't even talk to one another. Now, ma'am, have you ever experienced any of those things before? Yes. I mean, that's what I was just telling you, that I've had a lot of relationships mm-hmm. like that, and I gave an example recently 
there was a group I joined on online because, you know, like with COVID still online, I don't, you know, go to like a lot of things in person. So this mm-hmm. group I thought I liked, but, you know, I realized I've never heard, you know, that there's like three or four people that are like, oh, the people of the group. And I'm just like a bystander. So like, I'm like, you know, I don't really feel good in this group. And then the same day, I went to this book club, and it was new, and all these people seemed nice, and it just seemed like a nice thing, and they thanked me for joining them, and they said, we hope to see you soon, and I felt good about that. So that's something that I'll go back to. So I think, like, that's what I was saying to you. You don't feel heard. You don't feel, um, you know, good, and that's how I felt. So, you know, if I'm in those situations, at least I don't stay in them. I think it's a good thing. You know, I said to myself, I I don't think the group is so bad that I won't go to it ever. Why would I go to it every week? I don't feel good after going to the meeting. And, you know, and the interesting part is sometimes, like I said, that's even with relationships. Sometimes we get in relationships and we get angry because we stayed too long. Or we've done everything that we thought we could possibly do to try to show this person that we love them or we try to show people that they are lovable, and yet all of that, it negative energy, all of this, the meanness comes out in them. And then we start questioning, well, what can I do differently? Sometimes there's something you can do. Sometimes we got to know when Well, I just think you shouldn't hang around cool. it. You know what I mean? Like, if you yeah. feel that way, you should try to, like, just, I mean, do you need to be around that? No. You should always feel good around people. I'd rather be alone than be around people that really affect me in a bad way. And I think that I've gotten very good at that now so that I don't allow myself in situations like that because I listen to myself and I say, I don't want to be in that situation. So I just get out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's interesting because why, why, why should I waste my time? Don't, don't you agree? I do agree. And see, I'm a therapist. And coming from a therapeutic perspective, I work with individuals from all walks of life. I hear exactly what you're saying. But I work with individuals, and I've heard recently, and hadn't heard it in a long time, where a woman told me, I'd rather have a piece of man than no man at all. I said, wow, I haven't heard that statement since I was a kid coming from an older woman, where they would know that their husband was eating or doing something, and that was how she literally felt. And this is in 2022. So when I hear there are people things, like I know. But there are people like that. There, I mean, there's all I kinds know. of people, right? Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And for me to hear that, it tells me a lot about the person's self-esteem, the person's self-worth. The person is like, a song looking for love in all the wrong places. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't go looking and acceptance in a place where individuals are hurt and broken because they can't give you what it is you're looking for or what you may feel that you need. And so I'm but not you know, But judge. that's what you said is true, though. Sometimes you self-doubt, though, because then I thought, well, maybe mm-hmm. something's wrong with me that they're not, you know, that accepting of me and I don't feel like, you know, so wanted in the group. And you can't be like that. You can't think like that because that's very bad for you. You know, Correct. I shouldn't Correct. let that affect my self-esteem. I mean, I'm like, well, maybe I don't mm-hmm. have high self-esteem because I don't have a lot of friends or whatever. But I don't know. I don't think that's the case. Uh, it's not. You know, I, I work with teenagers, too, and I sometimes have to tell teenagers it's not the quantity of friends that you have, quality of friends that you have. Meaning you if you got one good friend that's honest, one good friend yeah. that you know could be there for you, that's more than having 10, 15, 20 friends because kids and teenagers base their self-worth on how many friends that they have. And that's not Why? even important. It's not. But that's the learned behavior. So even when we talk about being unsafe to love, it could be you, it could be them. How do you how can you identify that? And like I said, first you gotta start off, why do people even entertain it? You know, another thing it talks about is shame and self hatred. Sometimes we choose 
relationships we feel like because we get into because we feel like crap about ourselves. Some individuals hate themselves. They feel ashamed of themselves. And so sometimes individuals will feel that they are, they deserve to be treated like that. So that's what do you think it says what I said about myself? Do you think that means I have like at least some self-esteem that I don't allow them? We all have some self-esteem. So even though we have a sense of self-esteem, part of it is your, your tolerance level. Now, I'm not going to tolerate that now, not in my life now. When I was younger, I entertained things that I probably had no business entertaining, but I didn't view that as my self-esteem at that time. My thing was they'll be like, oh, I like you, oh, Jeanette this, oh, Jeanette that. Be like my daughter used to say, I would sell out for a hamburger. But by the same token, as being in an unsafe environment because it was a familiar environment. Because yeah. my mother and my grandmother and my uncles and my godbrothers, it was familiar. But yet, even today, when I look at these types of relationships, I'm like, I'm not saying the person is not lovable. I'm not saying that. But the thing is, it's like it's like this. I'll give you an analogy. I remember one time I um, was working with a person, and they adopted a dog from the dog pound. The dog was set to be euthanized, and the dog had three legs. The dog was probably okay with being euthanized, but by that same token, the dog, when the man brought the dog home, the dog bit him. Dog like the man was like, I tried to save your life. I did all this for you. I'm feeding you. I'm providing a home for you. I'm showing you love. I'm just... That dog didn't want that because that dog had already probably been abused. Who knows if the previous owner had was the one that hurt the dog? We don't know. But that dog did not trust that owner. And I remember one time I went and got a dog from a pal. I could not keep that dog in my yard. That sucker would hop the fence. It would leave. It would. And when I tried to give him back to the parent, the parent was like, mm-mm, we don't want that dog back. So people can be the same way, not comparing people to animals. But when an individual has been in an unhealthy, toxic relationship or marriage, they may not trust other individuals. Or they may see red flags or some similarities, and they have to heal before they're able to move forward. And they got to learn what a healthy relationship looks like. You can't just jump into it and say, oh, I'm okay. You know, I remember um, my, one of my But how do you track those? How do you track that more? Because I feel like I'm kind of stuck in the middle. I know what unhealthy is. I've been in healthy before, but I don't know. I just don't feel like I've really attracted well, that as much as I'd like to, a couple people in my life. I said earlier that sometimes people bring their representative. You got to know where you are. You got to know what you're looking for. And you want to make sure that that person can compliment you, not make you someone, but they can compliment you. Paula White said it best in a book about wholeness, making relationships work, because sometimes we give people mixed messages and sometimes we sabotage relationships. But one of the things she said was, she said, a relationship is healthy. When I can be me, you can be you, we can be us. I can grow, you can grow, we can grow. If you're in a relationship and you see no growth, you're wasting your time. If you're in a relationship and that person feels like they can't be themselves, that's not unhealthy or you can't be yourself. Now, I have another card logging on. Let me log on this person. Good okay, thanks so much. Okay, no problem. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I think I know who this is, but how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? You know what? I am doing great. I've got so many different things going on, too. It's crazy. But I wanted to talk about unsafe. And we talk about unsafe. A lot of times we get caught up in relationships. And they say, and I didn't want to make this gender specific because not only is it that some men can be unsafe, there are times when a woman can be unsafe too. And sometimes a man could say, or he look at it and say, you know what, your love is too expensive. 
or I'm doing way too much happy, or I'm doing, and they don't feel safe. And they say that people want to be, like a man want to protect, provide, proclaim. A woman is nurturing and want to give. But making the two mix, because a lot of times individuals make love so complicated and people don't feel safe in relationships. And in most cases, it's when the relationship is unhealthy and toxic. So what is your take on that? That is so true. That is so true. Um, I've actually had a, a few friends that have been in the same situation and have called me. As a matter of fact, I had a young lady that was with me yesterday. And my main thing was if you're not getting what you deserve and, and you're not receiving anything reciprocity, you're, you're just always giving and you're the only one that's fighting in that ring, then what are you fighting for? You know, so you really have, yeah, and you really have to focus on yourself and make sure that you're not losing yourself within a relationship, trying to change who you are or, or, or lower your standards or even putting up with things that you should not be putting up with in order to keep that relationship. Then you also have those who are manipulators. They know that they're sick. They know that they need to get some therapy. They know that they need to speak with someone, but they choose not to. You can lead a horse to the trough, mm-hmm. but you can't make them drink. And they have to want to help themselves. You can't want it for them more than you, more than they do. You cannot. <laughs> There's no way it's going to work out. You, you, they got to want it. Correct. And they've got to want to do the work. And, and if neither party, Correct. if the other party is not willing to do the work, there's no need of you staying in something that is that toxic. It's going to take the two of you. Mm-hmm. And then as a unit, you cannot allow yourself to get lost. You still have to be an individual. You still have to know what it is that you want. You still have to know how to love on you because loving you comes first. And you know what? And I want to say this. A lot of people do get lost, especially when you're young and you meet this person and you want to have a family and you have children and you didn't gain the weight, you didn't lost your hair, you know, you know all these things that happen in sickness that come in, your parents that got older or your parents that passed away or you got to make these life-changing decisions. Sometimes you want to find a partner that can be there for you. You want to make sure that you have a person that can help you along the way with these transitions. Now, I want to read something, and it says, your relationship isn't when it holds you back from a positive, happy, healthy life. Some individuals can be real draining. They can come in as a Debbie Downer, and they're bringing a lot of negativity into your life. How can you feel safe? If you got all this negativity going on, so right. sometimes people right. don't work, and that's not safe. I think of when I'm thinking of safe, I was like thinking about baseball. You hit the ball, you run the first base, then you go to second base, then you get to third. You're trying to hit this home run. What does this home run look like when you're talking about a relationship? So I'm going to ask you, when you feel that you cannot or it, it holds you back from a positive, happy, healthy life, some would say, why would you want to be miserable? Why would you want so – right. I don't know if you want me to say the name because I know you've been through all kinds of different relationships. Yes, and you can say my name. Those are my those are battle scars <laughs> that I absolutely adore, and without, without ha- having you – to help me correct that and fix that, that is, I, I would not be able to say my name. You could say my name, most definitely. Yes. You know what? Women, we have to talk about it. We've been through, I've been, and you, you know what I tell people? This is what I tell people. I've been through so much with you, and you wouldn't even my client. <laughs> that part. You would come. You would come in, and you wasn't even my client. I used to be like, good Lord, you know. But the thing is, I've watched you go through so much with relationships, and the main thing that you was looking for was to be loved, was to be accepted, was to be respected. But you evolved, and you were the trooper, and you was like, mm-mm, you ain't holding me down. And now for you to even been through yep. what you've been through, and now that you go get married again, I'm like, you go, girl. You go. You yes. know, because that <laughs> lets people know. 
can give up on me because I deserve it. And if the people that I'm around is unsafe, I need to go to safety. I need to go to a higher level. I need to elevate myself. You know, um, Joanna put something about um, she must have a lot of wisdom. You know what? She did, Joanne. And I'll never forget one time I got so frustrated. I said, I'm tired of this bitch. I should just sit. I should just, I'm sick. I was so frustrated. That woman walked out of my office, Joanne. She said, baby, you don't sell a yacht. Slam my door. I was like, no, she didn't just tell me that. <laughs> you don't sell a yacht. Meaning you've got all this going on for you, and you talking about you won't out? No, baby, you don't sell a yacht. And I never forget when you exactly. told me that. I never forget that. But that was that was dropping that that gym, dropping that dime. Like you better pay attention. But you know, like I said, we look for certain things. We look for certain qualities in individuals. So based on what you have experienced, Crystal, what do you now know to be a thing? Number one, you got to stop the thinking, thinking. You gotta stop the thinking, thinking. If everything happens mm-hmm. within the mind first, and then once it happens in the mind, it comes to fruition. As a man thinks, so is he. So we have mm-hmm. to learn number one to reverse that psyche, reverse that thinking. Start talking positive to yourself, because the more you speak negatively about you and negatively about everything else, it, you, you're speaking it into existence. Mm-hmm. And so with that, you've got to stop the thinking, thinking first. You, it starts with you, you, and then it exudes from the outside, inside to the outside. Mm-hmm. And that was first and foremost, was to, was to change my mindset. You have to change your mindset. And once that mm-hmm. mindset is changed, everything else falls in place. Mm-hmm. And I want to say this mm-hmm. too, Crystal, don't allow people to throw your path up in your face. When you yes. you have to teach people how to love you, you have to show them your love language. And once you start loving you and loving on you, they're either going to fall in line mm-hmm. or they're going to leave you alone. It's going to be one or yep. the other. I don't let people take my peace. That I refuse. If you see me go through some situations and some people and all that, and I always remain yep. the same. Like, no, yep. you're not going to take my peace my joy. I'm not going to let you frustrate me that I catch a case. You know, <laughs> right. do all of that. Right. But when we talk about love, love means different things to different people. And you got to know this being healthy, this is not safe for me. I don't know if I can mm-hmm. invest all of my time, my energy, and my money only for it to be in vain. And a lot of people do. Yep. So you got to know the Flag. And I started off by saying, first, why do we do that? Part of it, we will mm-hmm. fantasize. We have the fantasy of how we think people should be or how we think things should go. Not only we fantasize, right. we have hope. And like, are you in a relationship mm-hmm. with a person who you hope will change? You know this ain't safe. Right. You know, you hope it. And I want to say, hey, Nancy, I want to say this too, Crystal. With what I do, even with the 52-week domestic violence program, we look at mm-hmm. perpetrators as being a man, the male beating up a woman. Mm-hmm. I am getting, I got to open up another group because I'm getting so many calls from females that are now being arrested for domestic violence where these men are like, I ain't dealing with this crazy woman. She's going to jail. Where before, mm-hmm. men were not, didn't want to, they were so afraid of how people were viewing them. These they weren't men ain't up. taking it. No. So as women, we need to learn that sometimes we can be unsafe, and we need to learn how to keep our hands mm-hmm. to ourselves. Another thing uh, you about Some individuals mm-hmm. choose to be in unsafe relationships and unsafe people because they don't want to be confronted. They can't take negative feedback. Right. Individuals can be very defensive. Safe individuals mm-hmm. become open to all of them. So another one is fear of abandonment. Some individuals get into these unsafe relationships because of fear of abandonment. The need mm-hmm. to rescue. Girl, I used to call my son Captain Saver Hope. So some individuals get into these unsafe <laughs> territories because they want to rescue. 
rescue other people. But the person that yes. you rescue may need your help. Sometimes they may not even want your help, but you trying to love on them and pat on them and build them up, and you making all this investment when you need to start trying to invest in yourself. Another reason exactly. is the lack of self-identity. And I was mm-hmm. talking about the familiarity that things are familiar, because that was the thing with me, and I know many people in my family, it was just familiar. You know, I'm dating men, and mm-hmm. men, and shot is dead. Now, I'm like, oh, you know, shut your daddy, girl. Let me tell you about my, my, my mother's boyfriend. I remember I did. That's not safe. Yep. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not safe. Not at all. <laughs> and, and not at all. Another big one, another big one, Crystal, fear we don't deserve no better. A lot of individuals hmm. wind up in no type of just because they feel like this is all I got. This person loves mm-hmm. me. No, that person don't love me. That person is comfortable with you. That person know that you will take care. No, that you could do. You could do much better. Start doing better for yourself. And part of it is we gotta recognize these things. And you know, a lot of times in working with women, and you know, um, I'm firm but I'm fair, and I'm to the point. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't hide back what Jeanette did because I ain't ashamed. I did it. I did it. You know. But by that right. same token, even if you are out there and you're listening and you're in an unsafe situation right now, there is way more help and resources available now than what there used to be. Now, I'm looking at an that article and about 15 steps to recognize unsafe relationships and protect yourself. You know, Crystal, a lot of times people felt nobody cared. A lot of times you didn't mm-hmm. want to go run to your mother want your mother to know you failed or, you know, you don't know how to protect your children. We're putting our children in harm's way. But, Crystal, what is it you want the listeners to know as I'm even sharing, because, you know, I'll go on and on and on. But what do you want to say to the listeners <laughs> about some of the stuff that we Well, number one, um, the simple fact of getting the, the, getting the help, knowing that you need the help, in order to change your mindset, in order to know that you are valuable and to know that you are your most valuable asset, you want to get to reach out and get the therapy. You want to overcome mm-hmm. those barriers or those hurdles within your life. Um, like you just stated, there, there are multiple avenues now that are available that, that have not been available to us, um, men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, mental health mm-hmm. is, is definitely the first thing that you need to make sure that is very well together before even pursuing anyone else, before you even bring anyone else in your circle. Mm-hmm. And you know that you you know what, what popped into my head is um, I was thinking about one of my marriages, and even though I'll never forget my mother told me, she said, baby, you've been knowing this man for years, but if you ever cheat, he'll kill you. I'm thinking, why did she tell me that? You know, but it stayed in my head. And I knew, and Chrissy, your call just dropped. I knew that he had been in trouble, and he made it seem like, mm, I'm good, I'm okay, I love you. But that man did not love me. It took another person to show me that that person didn't know nothing about love. And I realized that a person could be in an un safe situation because people cannot love and hate at the same time. How can a person tell you that they love you, but yet they hate their ex-wife or they hate their mama or they hate, it don't work like that because some of those emotions and feelings will be projected onto the person that's closest to them. Now, Crystal, I just saw that your call dropped. You can call back in. And if you're on Facebook, I see you, Nancy. I saw you, Jerome. I saw you, Joanne. If you got something to say, you can put it in the comment box. Or if you want to join in, I can bring you online with me on Facebook. And Or if you want to call in on the show, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Because this is something that a lot of individuals need to hear. So that when we know better, we do better. So we can avoid some of these emotional pitfalls. 
Now, I'm looking at an article, and it talks about 15 steps to recognize unsafe relationships and protect yourself. It indicates that handling difficult situations is often distressing and can be just plain hard on individuals. And many times, individuals have fears and doubts about what we perceive. We'd be like, my mother told me this, that ain't going to happen. Now, how you know, Mom? I, mm-mm, mm-mm, she knew. Or we may wonder how to confront without attacking because sometimes we get ourselves in situations that could be unsafe, and we got to figure out, how am I going to handle this? Now, it is the people we are dealing with, are they the real cause of our distress, or are we the cause of our distress? Or are some people just unsafe? It goes into thinking about a friend who leaves us when things get tough. They said there's three people you're going to remember in life, one that puts you in that situation, one that was there for you when you was in that situation, and want to help you get out of that situation. Nancy said, you need to get out of that unsafe relationship immediately. Don't be stubborn about leaving. You deserve better. And you know what, Nancy? That is true, but you've got to believe you deserve better. Now, when we talk about safe relationships, safe relationships are comfortable, meaning people who are comfortable, can be actually, and it can help us learn ourselves. They may even help us change our painful patterns. I tell individuals, you got to connect before you can correct anything. I believe in meeting a person where they are to help them to where they want to go. Crystal said something about you can't lead a horse to water. Um, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And I always say you can lead a horse to water, you can't make them drink, but I'll make you thirst. I'm going to make you want the water. Chris, I'll see you back. Another thing with safe relationships are they are empathetic. Empathy is letting go of your opinion and what you need in your relationship so you can enter into the world of the other person. To be able to empathize. I tell them that you got to communicate, you got to compromise, and you got to have compassion. And you have to maintain separateness, meaning these are people who understand and maintain boundaries. Boundaries are so important. Now, Crystal, I see you back. I want to throw something out there with you. Dealing with a person that's unsafe to love, a lot of individuals that are unsafe to love struggle with emotional immaturity as well as struggle with boundaries. That's Mm -hmm. how you know this is going to be a problem because you don't respect Mm -hmm. boundaries. You don't know how to respect yourself as well as respect me. Tough. And that's an unsafe situation. What is your take on that? The self-evaluation of knowing that you're in an unsafe situation is, is first of all, having the knowledge. You've got to have the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is key. Even though you've grown up in situations like that, it may have happened in your household as, as a child and growing up into adulthood. And we do realize that a lot of things that happen in our, our childhood that are traumatic for us carries over into our adulthood. The first thing is actually mm-hmm. noticing that there is an issue and actually paying attention to the fact that there is an issue. And actually, like I was saying before, prior to my signal going out, is actually reaching out for that help and that assistance. A lot of us have too much pride. A lot of us are too scared. Yeah. A lot of us are scared of what other people are going to think or other people are going to say. When all in actuality, you are the only one that matters. You are your most valuable asset. And being that you are your most valuable asset, you got to value yourself enough to get that assistance, to get that help, to get that mindset right. It starts there. Mm-hmm. It starts there. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Crystal? Like I said, it becomes very familiar. And in order to understand if you are in an unsafe situation, this is what they indicate of unsafe people. They have a hard time telling the truth. If you were exactly. Especially to themselves. <laughs> well, sometimes I don't even think mm-hmm. they believe they all lie. But if the person exactly. has a hard time to truth, that's the problem. Here's another one. Mm-hmm. They are easily defensive and not open Ooh. to hearing different thoughts, ideas, and opinions. Everything got to be their way. But you right. gotta understand defense mechanism. Is this my stuff? Is this something your ex wife did to you? Your mama did to you? Your daddy did to you? What is this about? So sometimes mm-hmm. we don't understand defense mechanism, and they will punish you for what someone else did. Another thing mm-hmm. is with an unsafe is 
they don't admit their weaknesses. They don't want you right. to know everything in their power to protect it. They believe they're right and others are wrong. Mm-hmm. They avoid dealing with conflict to be blamers, not and they don't yep. reconcile another person apologizes. Girl, they will hold on to a grudge forever. And they will yep. forgive you. Disappear. Apology, but don't change unhealthy behavior. They have a lot of demands rather than requests. So if you're in a relationship with a person that's demanding and not requesting, but they demanding you huh. do something that they're not willing to do, that's a problem. Huh. And mm-hmm. more negative than positive, they have a hard time with forgiveness, and they carry bitterness and resentment. Now, that oh, is true. huge. And that was one of the things that I said I had to learn because when you're in a relationship with someone and you hear them talking negative about their ex or somebody else in their relationship, but yet they want to tell you how much they hate them, but, baby, I love you. Not if you hold on all that bitterness. That's literally time. <laughs> and for some this time, you ain't let go when of. Young, <laughs> girl, uh, when you're young, you be like, girl, he likes me. He ain't going to do that to me. He, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, good for the goose, no. good for the gander, baby. <laughs> so we're <laughs> talking about a relationship, and we talked about an unfair relationship, you can't express yourself authentically. You want to be you. Mm-hmm. You want to be who you are. You aren't heard your, when you share your thoughts or opinions, and you can't be honest about how you truly feel. Your partner isn't interested in communicating with you. That's so not good, so not healthy. Right. And I'm looking at something. Mm-hmm. How does or what does emotionally unsafe mean? Now, when we talk about being unsafe to love, if when we talk about I'm not safe emotionally, meaning in an emotionally unsafe relationship, there is an overachy feeling of disconnect, defensiveness, and tension. You feel distrustful of each other. You may also feel like you can't speak your mind, be vulnerable, mm-hmm. or show your truth because you are afraid of how other people will react or respond. There are a right, walk around on eggshells. Been in relationships and marriages, holding things in, and then when they finally release it, the other person be like, "How dare you say that to me? You didn't say no, no, no." That is when an individual feels emotionally unsafe. Now, when we talk about what doesn't be person, what that person looks like. Unsafe people are self-righteous instead of humble. These individuals mm-hmm. see themselves as everyone else and refuse to see their negative qualities. Often by protecting flaws and insecurities onto others, they project it onto others. And unsafe people apologize without their behavior. You know, that's what individuals will go back and say, maybe I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. But you do it again. Uh-huh. How many times do it again. you say, you sorry? You do it again. Now, Krista, what do you want or what is something else that the, in, the individual should know when we talk about that? And I want to share this first. We talked about love. There are three components when we start talking about the part of the love, intimacy, passion, decision, commitment. And each component manifests itself in different aspects of love. So with love, you want intimacy, whether it's recreational intimacy, physical intimacy, the emotional, there are different types of intimacy. You want passion. You want to feel that passion when you're around that person and the commitment and the decision, and you want that person to want to love you, not that they have to love you. What do you think right. about some of the stuff that I just Everything you hit the nail on the head. Everything is so true. You know, it, you know, you, you you don't want to feel like someone is with you because they have to be. You don't want to feel like you're only just there because it's comfortability. You want to be there because mm-hmm. you're willing to love. You're wanting to be loved, and that person is is once again reciprocity is being received. So 
at the end of the day, with everything that you just stated, a lot of people have an issue with dealing with those things because they haven't learned to do that with themselves first. Right. They Correct. Haven't and you know what? A lot of times, especially with women, women have children by men, and they feel like he can't leave me. He, no, baby, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Mm. Okay, a call, talking about it again. And I just on. What else would you would you like to add to the show? Number in oh, and in, I, I just came back in. This is Lisa. I had like I was in outside. It was raining. Like I, I just got my oh. run in. I just got there. I'm just listening. Okay. Now let me well, say I this, just, and then Lisa, I'll. Let- I'll let you add back on, but let me say this right quick. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I guess I could, I, I guess I could add what, what that lady said, that you kind of okay. attract who you are. So if you're positive and more positive, you're going to attract it into your life. I think that's what the other lady said that it hung up after me. And um, I think that's true. You know, like you'll start attracting people more. Um, you might not, like for me, I'm not attracting the people I want but at least I'm not attracting the people I don't want. So, like, I'm halfway there. So that might mean that I'm kind of in an in-between place in my life. Well, you know what? This is the thing, Lisa. You've got to be able to acknowledge it and identify it. Because I'm not going to say that just because you're positive, you're going to attract positivity, that because that's not always true. You can be positive, and you can have a person show up as a representative, and they can present positive because they want to be with you, and then the negativity comes later. The negativity was already there, but you didn't see it. So that's yeah. like if I was to say that only certain people are in domestic violence relationships. Domestic violence don't discriminate. It can happen to anyone from all walks of life. But you just got to be able to identify it and be able to talk about it. So even a negative person, a negative person will attract a positive person because that positive person may feel sorry for the negative person and want to reach out and help. But you want to make sure that you're able to identify it. Now, we talk about safety and security, and a secure relationship is one where there is a secure bond between two people. They talk about that bond is predictable, consistent, and accessible. Now, you feel like you can reach your partner emotionally, and they will respond you. A lot of times people are non-responsive. A lot of times it's like trying to wake up a dead horse. Some individuals would just tell you, go on with your life. Baby, don't worry about me. I'm going to be okay. And you don't want to see people suffer. And emotional pain is far more deeper than um, physical pain when somebody is hurting emotionally. So sometimes we get caught up in those type of um and those type of relationships. Now, Crystal, on Tuesdays is when I do the show, and it's more spiritual from the pulpit to the couch. And for some reason, I want to talk about um, tormented spirits because we got individuals that are feeling so tormented, and with this torment, they're tormenting other, torturing other people. You know, it's sad. But like you said earlier, help is available for those that want the help but you got to want it. And when we start talking about hurt people, hurt people, that's true because they don't know what else to do. Now, when we talk about, um, and I want to get back to what the lady was saying, and I'm looking at something and it talks about uh, um, what to do when you don't feel safe with your partner. Now, you got to ask yourself what you may be fearful of, Talk to a friend, possibly a professional or counselor. Sometimes you can ask your spouse or your partner, your partner for help, saying, hey, I'm noticing. This is how that's making me feel. When you tell them this is how it's making me feel, you're not telling them this is how you're making me feel, but this is how I'm feeling. You've got to be honest with yourself, and you've got to be willing to forgive yourself. A lot of times we punish ourselves for the situations that we put ourselves in, we also have to speak the truth about yourself. Be honest with yourself. Because if you're going in and you're lying, it's not going to help you. Now, one of the things is, how do I pick safe people? Listen and ask questions. 
When you're asking questions, you don't want to ask interrogating questions or probing questions because sometimes individuals may not be willing to just share, and you, you're not going to find everything out on the first date or when you first meet person. But if you listen, you'll learn something. And you want to ask questions that you are curious. Now we need to be asking about your parents, the infidelity, any drug habits, anybody mentally ill in your family. These are questions that we don't ask. And then yet we get caught up in these trauma bombers. Another thing is um, showing compassion or being compassionate in regards to choosing um, safe people. Earn trust, but not only just making people jump through hoops and hurdles, but be responsive to feelings, respect boundaries, be open to feedback and concerns, be willing to grow, and be vulnerable and open. So, Lisa, I'm going to ask you, in regards to some of the things that I just indicated from this article that I'm looking at, is some of the things we're talking about, basically, how do I attract safe people? What do a safe person look like? First, I respect your boundaries. A person that, um, be, that's willing to grow with you. A person that's vulnerable and open. What did you take on that, Lisa? Yeah, I think that those are um, the kind of things that you're looking for in a healthy person, too. You know, like you said, like someone that doesn't have a lot of baggage or problems that they're carrying, you know, that that, that are unresolved, you know, just a healthy, positive person who has, you know, just maybe like similar interests or things that are somewhat similar to what you have and, um, you know, that, you know, you can relate to and just, feel good around and accept them and they accept you. And You said something, Lisa, that's really interesting with baggage. I tell people in a heartbeat, I can work with baggage. You can put your suitcase oh, right no, there. No, 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 no. I don't mean, I don't mean no baggage. Like a lot of unresolved problems. Everybody has baggage, but like totally unresolved where they have a lot of problems. You know what I mean? So I would tell people I can work with your baggage, but your trauma that trauma, and when that trauma kicks in and that trauma is revisiting itself and you hurt and you don't know who hurt you, all I can do is try to guide you in the right direction for you to address your trauma. Can't deal, I can't do your trauma because that's not my, that's not for me to do. We got another person logging in. Let me sign this person on. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Part 2 Predicaments Block Talk Radio. Number ending in 3-3. Three, three. What would you like to add to the subject as we're talking about unsafe to love? Unsafe love? Oh, gosh. That's just... That's a huge category to... to. My name is Nancy. Um, I was married to a man for 15 years, and when I got out of the relationship... I got out and um, he was very physically and verbally and financially abusive towards me. My son is now 21. He's, I lost custody of my kids, not because of drugs, not because of alcohol, because the judge deemed it unsafe for me to have my children because I was physically violent towards their dad. And the reason why it happened to be is because um, I placed my hands on him in front of my children. And this was in 2007. I got put in jail. I got released because the findings was um, I did it in self-defense. He was in a vehicle, and he... Tapped me with the vehicle, going to hit me. You, you know what, Nancy? I'm gonna stop you because we got out. I'm gonna stop your story because I'm running out of time, Nancy. But I want to say this because I know who you are. Being in that relationship that was toxic, you carried a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, and you was not to love. It wasn't that you wasn't unlovable, but you wasn't safe. 
So if anybody else came into your life that reminded you of your husband, that was a trigger. And that made the other person unsafe. So you know where I'm going with this. Because the way I met you, a person brought you to me to help you because they wanted to love you but didn't know how. And because they didn't know how to love you, then that stuff went on and on and on and on and on. It wasn't until I saw you, Nancy, started loving yourself that you then became safe for others. Did that make sense? It, yes, it does, affirmative. Because I know what I'm talking about. Because yes. when you was not safe, people around you, it wasn't that you was a dangerous person, but you didn't want to mess with you. So you would jack them up. That's the stuff that I'm talking about. To where when individuals find that type of situation and they want to love on this person, person ain't safe. That person ain't ready for you yet. It took a while, Nancy, for you to be able and open and vulnerable. And I'm not going to say you weren't honest because you, 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 you blatantly, you go tell it. But it took a while for you to be in a position to where I want to trust somebody because I've been hurt. I want to love somebody again because I've been betrayed. I've been deceived. I've been abused. I've been manipulated. If a person is still dealing with all of that, you ain't safe. Not that you got an issue, but you're not safe for other people because they can't help you with all of that. They can't. Crystal, any any comments, questions of what I just said? Crystal, where you go? Crystal, Crystal, drop. Okay, Lisa, anything you want to say in regards to what I just said? Um, so do you think also you have to be more in situations where you're around people? You know, like with the virus and everything, I don't, you know, I'm kind of like, I mean, I'm not totally isolating, but, you know, I don't go to, like, you know, a lot of social situations anymore. So I think you also have to put yourself in situations where you're around people to meet people. You know what I mean? Well, the thing is this. Um, I hear what you're saying in regards to that because COVID, now we got monkey pox and we got shootings. We got all kinds of stuff. And it yeah. doesn't stop people from living. I was looking at uh, Frankie Beverly and Maine Cup, and I was like, ooh. I right, but like, I, but, like, I, I don't want to play Scrabble with people and be six feet near them. I know go. people that got COVID go. that way. I'm high risk, so I can't be in situations like that. So I, I can go to things and be farther away, like an outdoor concert or something. But what I'm saying is I think you do have to go places, too, to meet people, you know? Well, the thing is this. We we go back and we talk about meeting people. You can meet people. I talk to people at the grocery store. I talk to individuals. I like going to the casino. That's normally my place. I go, we have fun, I talk, I socialize, and all of that. But by the mm-hmm. same token, entertainment, socializing, um, sharing, we're becoming more creative now. I remember when COVID first hit, people were doing Zoom dates where they would connect on Zoom, do a day, eat. Oh, what's how you do that? You know, so we're becoming more creative. But I do you go to things. Move. I go to, like, art events. I go to I go to yoga. I go to the library event. I mean, I'm going places. So it's not like I don't do things. It's just that, you know, I kind of mm-hmm. try to stay farther apart, you know. And I blame you because, you know what, I'm high risk, too, and I ain't trying to catch none of that mess. But nor do I want to put myself in a situation where I'm around toxic, unhealthy, negative people. I gotta hear a bunch of gossip, or I gotta hear all. I I don't want to. I don't want to put all that in my head. It's too much. It's it's way too much. And it goes back to what I indicated earlier. You can have one good friend, 
your quant your quality will far outweigh your quantity, meaning how right. many versus how this fits into my life. So I want to thank you. I know we ran out of time. I want to thank you, Nancy, for sharing and calling in. I want to thank you, Lisa, for calling in on the show. You're a first-time caller because I never met you before. I appreciate your input. And, again, if there's a topic that you want me to discuss, you can call my office because the calls go to my cell phone, 714-992-1677, or you can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Oh, God, I got Snapchat, got all this other stuff. I got to get caught, caught up with the social media stuff. But you can find <laughs> me that way. Or you can email at japneylmft at gmail.com. Calling for calling me. And um, let me know what it is you would like to talk about, you would like for me to discuss, or if you want to be a guest on the show, give me a call. Don't mind talking about it. Okay, thank this you. This is a platform. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you calling in. I really do. Okay? Enjoy the rest of your day, and tomorrow I'm going to be talking about tormented souls. So there's a lot of hurting people out here at Precious Predicaments. Have a good day, Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Nancy.